Welcome to the Clear Ads Podcast, Highway to Sell. You're listening to George Roberts and Tom Waghorn. This week's episode is the start of a new series called Industry Spotlights, where we will be sharing stories of other agencies, PPC experts, Amazon sellers, and other major players in the PPC advertising space. For our first episode, we're joined by Lazar from Sellers Ellie. So Lazar, welcome. You're our first guest on the podcast. Amazing to have you on. And yeah, how, how are you? How are you feeling? Thank you so much for inviting me, and it's a huge pleasure to be your first guest in the series. You're I'm very flattered. Welcome. You're very <laughs> welcome. It was it was only fair to return the favor after you invited us onto your 48 hour marathon last year. Don't envy you having to have done that, but uh, yeah, we look forward <laughs> to you doing it again uh, this year if if uh, if you're daring enough to do that again. So, <laughs> well, to be honest, uh, like during those 48 hours, I slept for four hours. So, like, it, it was a huge challenge for us. Like, w- when it comes to everything, like from technical parts and like being able to to stay awake for that amount of like, we were reached by by Amazon like at one yeah, point. Really? They were like, the, yeah, they were like, this is so crazy. <laughs> and, and, and I said, like, can, can you place this like in your newsletter or something? And they're like, uh, it's too late now, but like for the next year, just let us know in in advance. And I'm like, w- w- we'll talk about that if, if we're gonna, <laughs> like repeat it. it. It was so crazy. We had like thirty something guests talking with us and like it, it, it was really challenging thing to do did they did they want to be guests themselves for extra exposure uh <laughs> well to, to be honest i'm not really sure about that because like uh, one of the things that like recently happened with our team and with our company like we signed a contract with tiktok and we're official partners with them oh wow and uh, we're doing some stuff together with them in the near future and like we wanted to have some some guests on the side and they were like no we are not allowed to answer anything like really? in live like you need to prepare the questions and like wow. we're, we're more than glad to answer to any of them but yeah. like we we just cannot do it like in live conversation yeah and i'm like okay uh, yeah it's a bit different isn't it um yeah Amazing. So I know we had a brief chat before we just started recording, but for everyone who will be listening on the podcast, could you tell us a bit more about yourself, how you got started in PPC and what the journey was like to actually setting up Sellers Alley? Yeah, definitely. So I've been in PPC space for around 10 years now. I used to work as a marketing manager in one company that is something like Best Buy, but like at way smaller scale in Balkans. And uh, I used to work as like marketing manager, managing like everything when it comes to advertising from out of home marketing, like billboards and like radio and TV commercials. And literally like you name it, we we did it. So at one point we had like external company that was doing PPC for us and they gave us a like weekly report. And I was Mm so like intrigued by the numbers and everything because like when you do radio commercials or tv commercials you cannot really see uh the result the end results like yeah like if you if you combine a lot of like those stuff like you definitely don't know which one is working for you and like you don't want to invest in one thing like without investing in in other channels just to do a test you know so like the thing that i really loved about ppc is like that you would see the result right away like even today on amazon you have like 72 hour discrepancy but that's nothing comparing to to other platforms and like other channels so yeah i fell in love Mm -hmm. that's the biggest game changer isn't it the immediate results you can see every penny you've spent you can see how many people saw it 
you can see how many people clicked it and like you say give or take that 48 to 72 hour discrepancy window you can actually see exactly how much you've made to the penny from those pennies that you actually spent on the advertising rather than just relying on having an advert at the cinema and having no idea how many people actually got out of their seats and then went and bought that car um yeah yeah it's, it's a real big game changer Exactly, exactly. And that's what I fell in love with. Yeah. It, it, it was such a game changer. Nice. So, from so love, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Love at first sight with PPC. And then you moved to, obviously, Sellers Alley. What was that sort of time frame like? Yeah. So, so basically, I, I obviously, during the 10, 10 year period, I changed companies. And like around five years ago, I first like got in touch with Amazon advertising and, and selling on Amazon. And I worked for one Danish company that at that point had like 150,000 products selling wow. on Amazon. And it was wow. like even like they, they, they were at that point, they were one of the biggest e-commerces in, in Denmark. Yeah. And like even today, they're they're huge. Uh, so that was like my first glimpse touch of like Amazon advertising. So afterwards, like I, I, I continued working on, on some other stuff. And like two years ago on April the 1st, uh, we started Sellers Alley. Nice. So, yeah, and like it was a one-man show at that point. And today we're like 75 people team. And it's wow. like going pretty crazy when it comes to growth, like for uh, yeah. both our clients and us. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, it's such a huge challenge. And like, to be honest, like when I talk to, to guys from Amazon Space about like growing the team and everything, like one of the reasons why I feel like that I was able to do that kind of stuff is because like I worked in companies where I managed um, a huge group of, of people like the first yeah. company that I mentioned like I, I managed like 300 or something people wow, in the okay. team. It, it was a pretty huge team so at, at, at this point like what, what when we started like it's obviously super challenging to like one of the biggest issues when you have that kind of growth is like to keep the quality of work. Of course, absolutely. That's that's like you know like the fast food like chains like mm-hmm. they're they're not providing the best food in the universe, yeah. but like you know if you go to China or Africa or US or UK, you have exactly the same product. You know, but like if you keep it like to the best possible product that you can create and like if you keep the same quality, like through the amount of people that that work with you, like you you have like winning situation. And like one of the the things that we did is like we build our our own knowledge base, a huge Mm -hmm. knowledge base. Like I think we at this point where we have around five or six hundred videos like yeah. in oh, internal game library knowledge sort of thing. Yeah. yeah yeah that's really good that's that growth though realistically to 75 did you say so or 73 yeah like we changed five offices like we work physically wow. in the office <laughs> like in two year period we we changed like this is the fifth office that that the time i'm recording this podcast with you guys like, <laughs> no, that's, that must have been a lot of growing pains over those two and a half years going from one man team to 72 so, so what was the biggest challenge i guess in establishing that growth and actually making Sellers Alley what it is today. And are you stopping there? Have you you finished growing or are you planning to take 75 to 150? Well, the the idea is to grow further and Mm -hmm. like to to expand to other stuff. Like, as I mentioned, like we started as an Amazon advertising agency 
And like we we signed some really nice contracts and partnerships, like with Trasio or with mm. TikTok. So yeah. like we do a lot of stuff with with Trasio now, and and like no, when when it comes to um, advertising on TikTok at this point, we we manage like more than hundred k uh, of nice. of ad spent per day, wow. which is like huge number so the the main problem was like there is no like uh guide or book to teach you how to build a company like (laughs) this kind and like to tell you what are the growing pains so like i i i was i was working a lot of like on on self-improvement and like reading Mm -hmm. a lot of books like listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff like talking to a lot of people that did stuff like before me and like tried different stuff and basically there is always a pattern of growth like things that that are challenging no matter what was the industry or so so i don't know like at the beginning like we did we created a company without any bank loans or anything like everything that we did like what was made with, with the money inside of the company Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that 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 was like the biggest challenge because, like, to be honest, I'm 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 so afraid of like uh, lending the the money from from the bank and like investing. Like, as I said, like we have like seventy five people at this point. Like, just buying seventy five computers for for like yeah. random guys, like, <laughs> like it's like a huge challenge. Like, I remember first desks that 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 I bought like were like used desks from like some some fly yeah. market or something and like guys like <laughs> we're just gonna possible. work using these and like yeah well, that's yeah. Done. yeah why why not like there's no point spending money on a glass desk for the first couple of employees and like, uh, and like it's important to share the vision you know yeah. like to, to to tell them like what's the final goal and like to have like motivated people that are willing to invest themselves and, and all of it with you to, to yeah. share that vision with you so yeah that's that's the, 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 that's what 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 helped us grow this much to be honest and, and that's been a similar theme with with us here at clear ads it was obviously a one-man operation with george maressa our, our ceo who you know very well and i guess the, one of the reasons for his success and he actually said this on on the meet the team episode where we interviewed him was surrounding himself with the right people and those people actually trusting in his vision and yeah, not caring what desk they were on, not caring what room or how well decorated it was, but actually trusting in the vision of that company. And then that's what's allowed us to grow over the course of the 10 years that George has been running ClearAds. So. Exactly. I, I know George now for like a couple of years and we're yeah. both part of the group PPC Consultants 100. And like, I, I know that, that like, he's he's a great guy and like the like when you have like good idea and like like he's a good person like it's like easy to follow a person like george with his idea because like you know that he wants to do some some good stuff you know like to to benefit everybody there so that that, that's the, the that's the main idea and main goal and like um as you mentioned like trusting people around you that that's super important like the main like what i'm telling my colleagues is like if i'm the smartest person here we have a huge problem like (laughs) you need to be smarter than i am (laughs) yeah and george has often come into us for little ppc tips which is kind of a reversal of the roles because when i joined i was asking him for all the information as he trained me up from scratch so yeah (laughs) 
role reversal, and I think he loves it. He's enjoyed seeing everyone around him grow and share. And it's it's an industry of sharing, and that's why, you know, everyone jumps yeah, on everyone's podcast. That's, so. that's so interesting to see, like, to, to have such an amazing community of, yeah. like, business yeah. owners like sharing information like in any other industry like if it wasn't like e-commerce or amazon e-commerce like people would consider other agencies like agency owner would consider other agency owner to be like competitor or yeah. something like yeah. and like george and and bunch of other people like brand from amz mm. pet finder and like other guys are we're, we're sharing a lot of information like not obviously information about the clients but like knowledge is something that that we share frequently and like we're willing to to help each other to to grow faster because the market is so so huge and like if we work together it's better for all of us and especially for clients we 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 can't possibly take every single client so there's no point fighting for them all anyway so if we can all help each other we're all just going to grow together which is great exactly so with the team growing as it has, has your responsibilities changed within the business? Because I'd imagine at the start you were doing everything and now you've probably taken a step back or more just strategically thinking with a hat on or do you try and manage some accounts or what, what what's the day-to-day like? Well, at the beginning, I was obviously doing a lot of PPC and yeah. I, I had one person to to help me with like doing manual stuff and like as as we grew i i moved from that position and we added more like senior ppc specialists in the team and like after some time we got like head of advertising mm-hmm. in the company and after that we got our cmo and after that we added developers to help like nice. other team members like to, today we have our own bots and like our own, own like small apps that are helping us like do like physical day-to-day work yeah. that, that like we literally developed like our internal software to do re- repetitive tasks that we that we would usually do because like it's it's not only about like not 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 wanting to do some some boring repetitive tasks yeah. it's about like when you're repeating stuff you can easily make a mistake mm-hmm. and we don't want to make mistakes obviously so we 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 built some tools to help us with that so i i moved from operational part like at that point to uh, more like crm position to to talk with clients to see like what's the issue what's the problem and like how we can improve everything performance and like afterwards we built crm team and we have like now five team members in the team like just for communication with with clients from there, literally, I, I feel like that I was moving from one 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 sector for, of the company yeah. to another. And at this point, I'm more like a strategic level of work because yeah. like with the amount of clients that we have, I literally cannot work with all of them. So one of the things that is going on at, at this point, like I realized that like I cannot be the face of the company anymore, you know? Yeah, like I know PPC a lot. I love PPC and like, but the thing is, like, other team members are also as good as I am. Maybe even better, like at this point, than I am in, uh, at PPC. And like, it, the company cannot grow any further if I'm the one responsible for getting new clients to talk with current clients and so on. So we are building faces of the company, 
at this point like if if you want to check our facebook page we are having like our ppc academy at this point and we have a couple of colleagues like talking like every couple of days there uh, so yeah that's really cool and yeah i, I suppose we, we've probably gone on a similar trajectory with clear ads like there's a couple of people that got brought in to sort of do the roles that you've just spoken about there myself included so I, th I think that's always quite interesting especially as a business owner to see from outside and just be like well this is a better way for the company to grow and develop not with you wearing a completely different hat right so no that that's always interesting and i suppose it's so scary you know yeah. like as a company owner it's so scary like when, when you see people doing it in the in the other way like mm. they they don't do it like 100 like you would do it and you're Post. like oh this is completely wrong we need to have a conversation <laughs> afterwards and like when, when everything is done you see that their results are better than yours which which one's worse? <laughs> well, I'm like I'm okay with this. <laughs> I, I think I would struggle with that. Seeing someone doing a better job than me would be harder to adjust to than telling someone how to do it. <laughs> oh my god! Like there are some things that I never wanted to to learn. Like I never wanted to to know anything regarding finances. Okay. Because I'm really bad at that. Like, I'm not bad at numbers. Like, that would be bad for PPC, you know. But, like, when it comes to taxes, when it comes to, mm. like, invoicing and all of that, like, while I was doing it, I was really bad at invoicing people. Like, I'm pretty sure that that some clients, like, never had a chance to pay or something. <laughs> just because, like, I never... Like, they, they would come to me and they were like, would you charge us sometimes, like, for <laughs> your work? And I'm like, oh, Yeah. So I realize it's it's sometimes cheaper to just hire some some company to help with that. Like, and today we have like our financial team in the company. So yeah, yeah it's it's nice when the clients actually pay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it helps uh, growing the company, you know, and paying the bills. That's amazing that you've grown so quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like with that kind of knowledge and like with with that kind of like lacking of knowledge, it's it's amazing that we grew this. <laughs> So, so Amazon can sometimes, I guess, be quite secretive with how things actually work on the back end. So what is your best way with actually staying up to date with any new features, um, any new levels of targeting that Amazon actually integrate onto their platform, whether that's Seller Central, Vendor Central, or even on the DSP? Oh, we have so many different options to, to generate knowledge. Obviously, we're participating in literally every conference that, that you can find or imagine or somebody in the team is going and like talking there and like getting other information from other guys we have a lot of masterminds as i mentioned ppc consultant 100 group is like huge group of like obviously 100 of consultants <laughs> like that are willing to share information between themselves also like we use slack a lot and yeah, like on yeah. slack there is one really cool option you have rss feed that you can implement into Slack. Okay. So we literally took from all of the websites that, that have podcasts or so, like we have one channel with PPC news that are like wow. automatically refreshed. That's that's a really good trick. Yeah, like I it's not only cool. for PPC cool, it's cool for literally everything. Yeah. So we, we, we track like 
15 different podcasts and like a bunch of different stuff like uh, you, you know like there, there is no one strategy that's gonna fit everybody and like like there are different situations for for each product that that are gonna need different strategy to work yeah. with and it's like a b testing is huge yeah. thing like you need yeah. to do a lot of a b testing like even like if if you have a friend that is working in the same industry as you are and like selling exactly the same product maybe they they, they tell you that like they're um that it's working perfectly for them maybe it's not going to work for you because like you don't have the same amount of reviews maybe they have like better history on selling that product like better traction maybe they have different campaigns like there are so like ranking for different keywords as like different positions so many different things and different aspects are like included when it comes to creating and placing some strategy on like to work yeah it's it's often underestimated quite a lot how much the actual work that the seller has put into their own account actually makes a difference when it comes to ppc it's not just as simple as turning ppc on waving that magic wand and it working for you just as well as it did for your friend yeah there's a lot of work that goes into like you say all the rankings and making sure your listings are sparkly and you've got more reviews than them you've actually been doing it for you know more years there's there's a lot that goes into it yeah if you were out to stock for like a couple of months and you just got your product back you're definitely not gonna have like the same situation as somebody else that had like constant flow of sales yeah. <laughs> yeah, if only it was that easy to repeat. Yeah, so the, I, I think communication is like really important when it comes to agency and, and seller. It's yeah. really important to have like constant communication on things like what's going on, like what are the next steps and like what are the opportunities. Like you cannot uh, do the same thing if, if you're getting out of stock or like you're yes. about to pay like long storage fee for your mm-hmm. products like sometimes it's like when it comes to long storage fees like sometimes it's just better to burn some more money on advertising just to get rid of the product rather than it. to pay the yeah yeah absolutely. And, and i think with that communication like you've raised it's just managing expectations i mean i i order every account before it comes on to, to us now and to the point where we sort of very open and transparent and be like this is where we can help you and this is where we're, we're where our strengths are but these are the issues that we won't be able to fix and you need to fix if you want it to go as well as you think in your head right so it's constantly managing those expectations and just trying to get them to a level where there's a palatable strategy that can work for obviously them that's the, that's the main goal to, to make sure that's sort of their benefiting but yeah it's, it's communicating those points to them and just making that that sharing that knowledge i suppose yeah it's interesting yeah and it's it's a two-way street definitely like it's it's about like uh being reasonable with expectations on one end like as a seller and on the other hand like uh not over promising like i remember i talked with with one agency owner like huge name in 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 amazon space like really really huge name like i'm pretty sure everybody knows him and like yeah. i i, I talked with him and like at one point he told me like we have such a huge drop in clients at this point and like i'm, I'm like what's going on there and like our our salesperson like he's overachiever he's he's gonna promise everything <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's a huge problem bro yeah that yeah. is yeah because yeah, well, I, I literally don't promise any results because you can't, and you can't, you can't predict the future, right? So it's essentially like I, I always say: if anyone's given you a forecast, 
they're, they're lying to you because there's no way they can predict what's going to happen exactly. in the future, which is interesting. It's too easy to, to try and want to win that client just by promising things when you, you can't make those yeah. guarantees. Yeah, and like bad reputation uh, yeah. is is like spreading faster than, than a good one, you know. And like mm. uh, as an advertising agency, you can use a whole bunch of different platforms, channels, and ways how to generate clients. But usually the best one that works the best is happy client, you know. Yeah. And like if you, if you have somebody that like uh, brand ambassadors, like people that, that were super unhappy with something at one point, And if you manage to turn them around and like this is not about the agency. This is like literally with everything. Like I know that it works for our clients as well. Like if they have some uh, like customer that is not satisfied with the product or something and like starts like huge trash talking about the product and like if they manage to convert him to somebody that is gonna because like you know like the whole idea it's it's about like everybody has has a good idea of like why they're doing it it's not about the money like for 99 percent of the 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 business owners it's not about the money it's like doing the good thing you know and like if if people can realize that like that that the intentions were good like but like because like sometimes everybody makes mistakes like Absolutely. only only if you don't do anything like if you just sit there and and like don't do nothing like you're not gonna make a mistake but like if if you work you're probably gonna make a mistake at some point so like it's, it's about like how you are gonna manage that part yeah, yeah. completely agree so sort of a bit off pace now with this question but what sort of trends are you seeing in the in new in accounts or with, with amazon advertising as a whole because i know i know you sort of migrating over to tiktok now but there's there's an overall trend right that from recovering from accounts sort of booming through covid and then sort of now not teetering off but that there's a there's a complete trend right and we're seeing that in our accounts but what are you seeing with your old accounts and new accounts that are coming on yeah, like obviously the, the situation that happened like last year, like it's something that nobody was prepared for. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. what's really good about e-commerces and people that are selling online is like they, they adopt really fast to situations. Like mm-hmm. we, I, I remember last March was like terrible for literally everybody. <clears throat> and only small amount of sellers like managed to to like flourish at this point like to, to, to feel like it's it's a new christmas for them but like for for the most of the people it, it was it was super challenging and like after a month or so like when we talked to to our clients you, you could see that they found the way how to manage the situation they just like started working from a different angle, different perspective. Like some of them obviously had like really bad situations, like selling stuff that are like for outdoors, like for huge groups or something yeah. like that. That, yeah. that obviously didn't work well. But like they, they just like switched and moved. Like at, if you remember at some point, Amazon had problem with uh, warehouses and like uh, with, with storage and like with... Uh, delivering stuff so they they would give you like a month or so to have your stuff delivered to them from them to to you or or, a bunch of other stuff so people just moved from fba to fbm in literally no time 
so that that was like interesting things to see like but at this point i feel like that everything is more or less stable yeah. so like you you can you can see like that the the trend of craziness like stopped but like during the last year we ha- we we could see like that that the industry grew like for, like it speeded up for like 10 years like during one yeah. year so yeah yeah, I've seen in some accounts, and then they've they've maintained that boom level of, of like the high, the high figures that they achieved last year. They've actually managed to maintain that because like with that increased sales velocity, the reviews, and then they've actually become like a leader within that category. Whatever it is, it's so interesting to see that what how they've adjusted and the big adjustments they've made. They've obviously learned from it and thrived and under those sort of circumstances. Yeah, and also like uh, like when I see Amazon, like how they adopted like this situation, that that's like absolutely insane. Like I remember last March and April, they hired two hundred and fifty thousand people, like in the company, wow. like quarter a million of new team members. Like Im- imagine working in their HR. Like I, I would. <laughs> I would kill myself for sure. <laughs> like, like I, I consider it, like to have a huge challenge here, growing a team of seventy-five people. But like, what are a million? It's like whole different league and a whole different level. And but like, I remember that they had like huge challenge when it comes came to Prime Day. And like everybody mm-hmm. talked about, and I remember that we talked about that as well. Like, are they gonna like deliver all of the products in time? But today, like everything is working like okay. And like when you see Amazon today, like you can see um, that they're introducing more and more options all the time. Like platforms are, are evolving. DSP yeah. is a huge aspect now. Like I know that you guys are, uh, I'm pretty sure leaders when it comes to DSP management. So so like that that's something that is huge. And like um, a lot of new options, like whenever you go to Amazon, like every week, like there is a new button for something yeah. like at yeah. least one, one new report. Like I, I know that we use API for a lot of stuff internally okay. and like that API is like updated all the time with new features and like new options and stuff. And like you mentioned that about TikTok that we're doing, like we're doing some white papers at this point about like ranking products on Amazon using TikTok and like it's oh, wow. working so well like in, in like a week or yeah. so like around the time when when the podcast is is out like we we're gonna have our white paper uh, completed probably around that time nice and like we, we we can see that a lot of um products are generating like they they 100x they didn't like oh. even 10x like it, they 100x with when it comes to sessions with sales like literally everything it's it's so crazy because like there are no competitors yeah. and like if you're investing a lot of money there like you can you can do some some insanely crazy stuff yeah so we're obviously coming out the other end of the covid19 pandemic there's light at the end of the tunnel for certain parts of the world and we we talked about it just now that many sellers and even amazon themselves had to make sort of big and drastic adjustments to to their business model and their practices, whether that meant they shifted from selling what they were selling to selling hand sanitizer and hand gels. What do you think sellers should learn from this past sort of year and a half and what they need to do to continue to take forward once the pandemic is actually completely over? 
Well, obviously, first thing that comes to, uh, to my mind is like you shouldn't keep all of your ba- uh, uh, eggs in one basket. Like mm-hmm. uh, do multi-channel, create <laughs> Shopify store as well if you if you haven't so far. Uh, try to do as many different stuff, diversify mm-hmm. as much as you can. Obviously, like not all of the sellers are just like willing to sell just for the sake of selling. Like a lot of them believe in their brands and like for them, like they probably had some, some rough times at at some point, but like, I'm pretty sure that's like some point in the future, everything is going to be absolutely normal again. So like the, if if they were doing good previously, it's going to like continue like that. But like, as I mentioned, like adopting as well, like changing, and like being able to 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 like change like perspective like big huge corporations have like different kinds of problems comparing to amazon sellers like for them like if they want to make a change they need to do a lot of analysis and then approvals to do analysis then approvals after the analysis is done to do some other stuff and like they they need like three months to make a change you know and for a lot of them that's that's too late and yeah. for most of the Amazon sellers, they have the ability to change stuff like during one day to change like perception of like their business uh, frequently. And like frequently is also like not to stick to one thing, like change it and like stick to that, like test everything. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of us, our, our clients, one of, the, one of the main issues was obviously sort of shipping and manufacturing. Do you think that's something that people should bear in mind more for the future, that maybe we were too sort of comfortable with how quick those lead times were, that if we were running low on stock, you could just put in another order and it'll be it'll be on its way within sort of a week or two. And those lead times changed from sort of a week or two to two to three months. They're obviously closing now, those lead times. There are a lot shorter. But do you think it should be something that people are more conscious of what their stock levels are and actually keep a bigger inventory uh yeah amazon is like giving different rules every every like month when it comes to stock like but i know that a lot of people are are creating their own like private warehouses like smaller ones just to have like buffer zone between fba and and the factory on the other hand other sellers are like looking for for factories from other from other countries so like it's not about like just to have like factory that is like different factory from your own from the same country let's say china it's it's important to have somebody in i don't know vietnam as well or us or like just to have option number two just in case like one country changes the rules because of the current situation and like to be able to continue to work properly so we mentioned DSP uh, a few minutes ago. I know you kindly plugged us there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're blushing if you could see us. Um, but what, what, what do you think separates DSP from sort of traditional Amazon PPC on seller and vendor? Because there's a lot of people out there that don't actually know what it is or even know that it exists. Obviously, they're, they're sort of dipping their fingers into it with sponsored display. What separates DSP from seller and vendor? Well, um, DSP gives you gives you such a huge edge comparing to just doing advertising on Amazon, like regular Amazon advertising platform, because of whole bunch of different options, like what you can do, advertising on different platforms to have your ads show up on different websites, not only on Amazon. 
to show up for to do a lot of like more refined remarketing to refine audiences and so on like some a lot of stuff that you're not able to do with the amazon advertising platform on, on its own so it's super important to do it and like one of the biggest challenges for sellers is like if they want to do it on their own they need like if they're reached out by amazon they need to spend a lot of money there yeah it's a huge like 30, upfront budget yeah 35k a month is a lot of money in the us to to allocate to something that you didn't plan to do like yeah if you're like semi big like medium-sized sellers you, you seller you probably have your uh marketing plan and and like business plan for the year or so and you didn't probably plan to to have some money allocated to dsp at that point so like it's always better to reach out to agency like yours or like ours and to to be able to to invest a bit less and to have somebody that that you trust already to to manage the ads like comparing to amazon like i'm not saying that amazon is gonna do a bad job there or something but like it's this way is way more transparent and like it's uh, faster to change stuff and like that there's a huge advantage of having an agency to manage dsp account for you and like uh having dsp is on on its own it's it's a huge thing for for sellers because of the level of remarketing that you can do there and like refining audiences it's such a huge advantage comparing Mm. to advertising just on the platform yeah i definitely agree with that and it's still an underutilized area in my opinion because of the amount of sellers that either aren't aware of it or aren't using it that we're still early in this whole programmatic advertising space yeah that's interesting because like you you guys are us like when it comes to 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 platforms like we are deeply into them and like you you work on them every day and like you expect that everybody knows about them and mm. like you get surprised when you see that that a lot of people are still unaware of the abilities that you can do like what are the the possibilities that you can do on dsp for example so like su- such a huge advantage of of like working on dsp when it comes to let's say biggest mistakes uh like you would expect that big sellers are not making basic mistakes but like that that's not really true like they are making like some really really basic mistakes like there there are there are around like 10 different stuff that that you literally need to do like when it comes to uh, man, account management that that's that, that can help you improve like obviously if you're a bigger seller and like more established seller like seven or eight figure seller you probably figure out most of the stuff but like one of the things that that i highly recommend is like to keep your match types like when it comes to keywords like in separate ad groups as like if it would be even better to have them in like different campaigns never to have like hundreds of keywords in in one ad group because like for some reason like you mentioned at some point like amazon is is not like telling you all of the stuff like but like one of the things that you can see like when you go to ad group and see like 500 keywords you end up like having like 10% of them working yeah, and yeah. the rest of them, even though they're like highly relevant, they're just staying there for no reason. And like nothing yeah. is happening there. So one of the things that that, I, that we usually do, like that we highly recommend is to separate them in new campaigns. 
Mm-hmm. I usually we usually do it in different campaigns because of the budget management. Yep. It's easier for us that way rather than to have the them in in different ad groups and like above that like with like to create portfolios is super important because like you ha- yeah. you have caps with portfolios as well and so on. So like th- there's a bunch of stuff like an A/B testing all all the time. Like just do a lot of A/B testing. Like whatever you're doing. Like even though like something is working perfect for you at yeah. some point market changed maybe somebody from the market like did something that you didn't expect or like they changed something in their strategy so you you should always like challenge what you're doing with yeah, new options and new stuff just to make sure that you're always like giving the best out of like the options that you're having yeah, yeah. but I, I i see that all the time and like I, i'm like I said, audit all the all the new accounts that come on, and any account prospective client, and the structure I see in some accounts that are like really established. I'm like, what, what's going on? And obviously, you just communicate that to them. And like, but yeah, like you said, 200 keywords in various ad groups, that are all different match types, no portfolios, and you're like, how can you even look at this account and not be stressed? Like, it's, it's yeah, <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. Like you, you definitely need to to create a structure. Obviously, there is no perfect structure. Yeah, for the account plan, like or, or like when I talk to 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 some some guys, like other agencies, they're like, this is like the naming like uh, of campaigns that works the best. And like it's just the naming. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's good for filtering, and it's good for like to have different like a specific. Uh, like words and, and campaigns like that that would help you to filter out the campaigns and everything but like i wouldn't go that far when it comes to naming conventions like what's super important is like to get familiar with bulk files i, mm-hmm. I find it like to be to be super interesting like you don't need like especially if you're like growing seller and you're not willing to invest a lot of money to different softwares and so on you're the owner of of all of the data and like what i would always suggest is to download the bulk files filter out everything because like you can see at so many different levels like comparing to to what you can see in the interface like you can see all of the keywords at once you can yeah. see if you have like the same keyword in different ad groups or different campaigns or so on so it's easy Bulk files are, yeah. yeah, like even bidding, like it, it's way easier to bid using bulk files rather than to just go like, imagine if, if you inherited the account from some software that creates like thousands of campaigns and I'm pretty sure because you're smiling, you know, which software <laughs> I'm talking yeah, about. I, I have, uh, yeah, I've experienced that this month and I've been pulling my hair up trying to understand what the account's been trying to do for the past however long in it, yeah. We couldn't, yeah. Even, we couldn't even work out what the naming convention was. Me and, me and George were trying to piece it together. So like, what could this possibly mean? Yeah. yeah, it just, it was so unorthodox. It was... It was a nightmare. So I think eventually you just asked him, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that, that's why ball files are like really yeah. good. Like, because like no matter how you structure your campaigns, you can see the big picture from yeah. like, what's working and what's not, what needs to be cut yeah. and what you can capitalize on and, and take further. What would be one sort of takeaway tip or, or top sort of PPC hack that you would want our listeners to actually to consider? Oh, you you, you you got me there because like I, I, I can like 
say about like 10 of them like like well let's say one thing like because like everybody's gonna say about some some bigger things like but this this one might be interesting one like when you when you're doing like category targeting like mm-hmm. re- refine it like don't just place the 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 one category and like that's it like refined by the price refined by brand refined by a star rating or so on like it's gonna work way better and like if you're selling let's say that you're selling coffee like you you don't want to target just coffee you want to target some some relevant categories like coffee canisters or like french presses or stuff like that like i I don't know like random other stuff that that people usually buy together so that that's some some of the things like when when you feel like that that you uh covered everything in all the campaigns there is always more that you can do when it comes to ppc and like it's it's a never-ending work on, on campaigns and those little refining options they're easy to overlook because the Amazon make it so easy and so quick to set up a campaign. You're just scrolling down the page, adding in your name, your product, your budget, and that that little tick box that says refine, it's so easily overlooked that you think it's just a case of selecting your category and your bid for it, and then it's done. But yeah, there's so much fine-tuning that you can do, like, like you say, from star ratings to price to average review rating and things like that. Yeah, and as I mentioned, like Amazon is giving more and more options. Mm. Like one of the latest things that happen is you have audiences, which, which is great. So you can refine by your audience, like use your uh, brand analytics, like make sure that, that you know your customer and like what kind of customer are buying your products and like use like filters, refine your audience better and like make sure that, that, that you're showing your ads to the right people. Yeah. So, yeah, Lazar, thank you so much for your time today. And, yeah, the first episode of Industry Insights, what a way to start. And all those knowledge (laughs) bombs that you've dropped, fantastic. So, yeah, thank you again for coming on. We'll definitely have you on again at some point. Next week's episode, we've actually been joined by Sean Smith, who runs his own PPC program, and he'll be the second episode of Industry Insights. So look forward to seeing you all on that episode, and we'll speak soon. Thank you very much, Lazar. It's a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much, guys, for inviting me here, and like, have a good one. Thank Thank you very much.